because you're not going to get everything that you need to know from your accountant. It's kind of like how you learned sex when you were a child. It's from the guys on the street, you know? I did not learn sex from the guys on the street, Andy. <laughs> oh, when you're a child, you learn sex from guys on a street? So what's going on in San Diego? My- <laughs> what kind of bullshit? Okay, dude. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Tourism Titans. I am here with my buddies Andy Kurtz from Seaforth Boat Rental, Jared Jared Broach from. I'm looking at this thing. It says "fucking princess yum yum," man, and it like completely threw me off. Jared Broach from Nightly Spirits and Steve Edwards from Amp Agency and Vegas Jeep Tours and Slingshots, along with myself, Kevin O'Neill. And I am stacking them deep and selling them cheap with my used appliance store. I didn't mention how many boats I had on the first episode. I've got 47 used dryers, and they are for sale. Guys, we are the Tourism Titans, and we are here to talk about tourism, all things correlated, marketing, operations, and how to scale your business in 2022. What is up, gentlemen? How are you guys doing? Wonderful. It's a wonderful Tuesday. Right. Got a lot of shit going on. It's awesome. Is it Tuesday or is it Monday? It's a Tuesday. I got a cancellation email today. Cancellation of service. You got to like that, right? Oh, shit. I meant to send that after the show. You guys should all send it at the same time. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. I could unwind you three today, that would be awesome, too. Killer, man. Yeah, I was. I went back and listened to the for the first, to, uh, first two. So this is episode three for those of our two or three fans that we have, which I'm imagining our three downloads are Andy, Steve, Jared, and myself. Maybe some loved ones in there. Oh my God, you're on a podcast. That's so exciting. I don't think one of us. I I made 20 employees listen to, so there should be, uh, (laughs) we should be getting them up there. So if Andy's employees are all listening, do we do a how how to get a a raise uh, episode so that they can all ask him for a raise? Oh, let's not do that one. Fucking (laughs) ask. I had a kid work for me and hit me up the other day. He didn't even hit me up. He hit my partner up because he's fucking because everyone's terrified of me. And the, and he's like, he just sent like a screenshot of it. And he was like, yeah, I've worked for you guys for like three years and I haven't got a raise. And I was like, oh shit, man, you should have said something, buddy. You're a good employee. Here you go. I, I mean, you saying that, like we we can touch on that. I always think that's funny too. I'm the worst at it. Like, do any of you guys do like annual raises or do you just like somebody's got to ask for it? I wait until they quit and then I try and buy them back. <laughs> I give everybody raises. Like I've done, I've done two in a season. No, people don't ask for it. Just if I see people hustling, they get raises. And if you're not a hustler, you're getting fired. So if what's the minimum wage in Florida? Four bucks an hour. Yeah, it's fucking ten bucks an hour. Now it's eleven, and then we're going up to fifteen. It'll be a dollar a year. Yeah, well, we're at fifteen right now, and it's going up. They're not doing anything more at fifteen dollars an hour right now than they were at ten dollars an hour two years ago. So they don't get any raises and they don't even get to ask. <laughs> yes. Well, Jared, I know you got a couple exec level or like higher up level. Like, what do you do with them? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I tend to try to do annual raises for the core group, but it's, you know, it's tough to remember. Like, you know, I'm not a guy yeah. that like remembers like dates or anything like that. So it's like, unless the system reminds me, I'm like, I ah, shit, man, I don't know. But I can tell you that we like, we just switched to, you know, a PEO or, you know, professional employment organization. Yeah. So like we have, so we're, we're technically like we employ everybody, but it's through this other like third party. 
yep. to like kind of take some liability and stuff off of us. But their system now, this thing is pretty slick to where it's like now it's got annual performance reviews. It's got raises. It's got like, you know, like now we in December through January, we do everybody's like raises and performance decide to either goose egg them or, you know, give them 10% or, you know, 50% depends what they're Whoa. worth. But Andy, there is no freaking way at 15 bucks an hour in California, you can even hire anybody, by the way, because like I can't like I would have an ad out there and it, like in California, it wouldn't like nobody touch it because McDonald's is paying 15 bucks an hour. No, it's very difficult. It is very difficult. Fortunately, it's way more exciting and, and fun to work for us than it is for McDonald's. So you get people that really just want a kind of a lifestyle job. You know, they, we get a, we hired a bunch of J1 visa kids from Ireland this year. So I mean, we do it, but it is it's tough. And that is our starting. That's got to be. I mean, that is a huge. So in on the agency side, it's an interesting thing because, you know, we get a lot of like fresh out of college, you know, kids that. I don't want to call them kids because they're not kids, but they're pretty young and they're coming fresh out of college. And this is like their first adult job. And, and I, you know, a lot of them have gone to college and have done something, but to bring them on at, let's call it 20 bucks an hour. I mean, they don't have that skill set. And unfortunately, like if it's managing social media or something like that, I mean, the going rate is, you know, starting pay of 15, 17 bucks an hour or something like that. So it is, it's a little, we're not at 15 here yet in Vegas or in Nevada, but I feel bad on all these markets. It, Andy, you guys being over in California, that 15 bucks an hour flat rate, that's a shitty number to start at. It is. And and then if you have people that were at 15 and the minimum wage goes to 15, they're like, oh, I'm not working for minimum wage. No. I'm like, no, you're working for the same thing you worked at yesterday. It's just that that's the minimum wage, but they don't get it. They don't give a shit. Yep. Yeah, you, I mean, right you, know, so you have the right to work. And if you don't want to work for what I'm paying for, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> well, exactly. well, the shitty part about it is, is like, you know, employees don't also understand that, you know, when you pay 20 bucks an hour, you're actually paying like 23, 24 bucks an hour. You know, by the time you add in any like taxes and all the bullshit that goes with it. I was going to send this to you uh, yesterday, Jared. I got another one of those ERC checks. Shut up. Thank <laughs> oh, you. How long ago did you apply? Did that take a long uh, time to get the money? I did it. So Jared had sent, like a while ago, Jared had sent me his ERC check. I'm like, what the fuck is this? In my payroll provider, they had it already done, like in there to apply for it. I went back and I did it with all of my 2020, 2021 wages. And ERC was better than PPP for sure. Yeah. I just applied, but my accountant did it and he takes a 20% Oh, uh, really? But he did all the paperwork. The employer retention ERC. credit? Yeah, but you had to go, didn't you have to show a loss of in wages like in the first quarter? No, or something like that? no, they took that away. They had to show that you were affected by COVID. Yeah. So I my my alcohol consumption went way up, definitely affected by COVID. I think you and I have so talked. I qualify. You and I have talked about it, Kevin. You got to look into this. I mean. I did. I, I talked. I talked. I talked to my CPA, and when I talked, don't to talk him, to your CPA. Talk to one of the shysters that's on TV all the time. Yeah, all these the guys search just ERC credit, like, and there's somebody who will do it for twenty percent of your. Parents. And they'll right, they'll do it on a contingency. It doesn't cost you anything out of pocket, but it, it's legit. You guys are insane. This is a it's it, like your payroll provide. It's free to do it. It's a form. Like it takes ten seconds. What are you doing? Giving twenty percent away? I'm going to kill you guys. I mean, I've gotten like Jared and I have talked about it enough times. I've gotten. Good mid six figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know, man. I, I brought it up to my accountant and they said we wouldn't qualify. No, was that, it's. Was that that guy in uh, out of India on QuickBooks? Yeah, it was a guy out of India on QuickBooks. Yeah, was, I, 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 got, I, I talked to him on Fiverr. I, that could have been. <laughs> 
I've, probably, I put an ad out on Craigslist about the employee retention credit. And then I fucking. You probably yeah. asked Ilya's where it went wrong. And then I just fucking like walked headfirst into a door and fucking forgot how to put my shoes on. Well, Kevin, you know, you're the like, only one of us who hasn't got it. So a fucking bumbling fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't that. know, man. I guess I'm just stupid. What can I say? I'm just dumb. You know, I'm yeah. not good looking. Ad- admitting it is the first step of the problem. Oh, fucking Christ, man. You know, if anybody is still on at eight minutes and 45, six, 46 seconds, man, like fucking salute to you, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> ERC is far. I mean, if you want, we can dig into why Fair Harbor and Peak are super awesome. I mean, I think this is interesting. Like a lot of people have payroll. ERC was amazing. I think if you haven't figured it out yet or you haven't dug into it, you should because you're missing a lot of extra money that will come straight back to your checkbook. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I, I think it's definitely on TV. I didn't realize that there was some uh, there, there was more than my accountant telling me. No, I didn't know that there's some uh, a shot TV shyster. I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean TV shyster? I, I, tell me. Send me your guy. I got it right here. If you Google ERC, it, you'll you'll see like or you would see ads that are like we'll do this, you know, like you don't pay unless we get paid. That's nice. what he's talking about. The you know the right. the, the hammer. Is know, it like still going? I want I want to. I think it's over. No, it is still going. It if is you go going. to employeeretentioncredits.com, he'll take care of it for you at no cost. There yeah. you go. I'm in, man. I, well, I'm going to look it up already. The show's fucking delivering value in like a spiky, jaded, fucking jilted way. It's delivering value. Here you go. Here's value, and you're an idiot. So any of you guys, if your accountants out there told you that ERC, get reach out to Steve Please. Edwards. That's Steve. <laughs> Edwards at Amp Agency, and he'll reach out and he'll oh, fucking for twenty percent. Absolutely. You guys send it over. I'll fill out the form for yeah. you. Yeah, I will. You know, I think a good point, though. So, yeah, we're talking about ERC, which may not be really the topic for today. But I think what it goes to show is that you need to have a circle of people that you listen to and that you can get info from. Because you're not going to get everything that you need to know from your accountant. It's kind of like how you learn sex when you were a child. It's from the guys on the street, you know? I did not learn sex from the guys on the street, Andy. <laughs> oh. When you're a child, <laughs> you learn sex from guys at a There's street. What's going on in San Diego? What kind of bullshit? Okay, okay, uh, we're gonna move on from that one. Never that's mind. Awesome. Jesus Christ! I keep. What is going yeah. on in San Diego? Man, I I think ERC stands for something completely different to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't this something for erectile dysfunction? What are we talking He's like, about? I'm getting the pills. My doctor sent them. They're coming. Yeah. Let me circle us back Holy into fuck. fucking reality. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, today's talk to, you know, guys, like we want to like sort of have like, like an idea about what we're going to talk about. So we're not just like fucking rambling and you guys like get something out of this. So, I mean, to their point, like, you know, it's like, pretty interesting about this erc thing and i didn't know that there was like guys on like google ads that were fucking just giving it out so and andy's point he's like absolutely right that uh, most of this shit you do have to have a good circle of of buddies who have maybe a little bit more experience in business than you do or you know what i mean your cpa tells you something and you're just like yeah you know it's the gospel truth and you go home and, and forget about it and maybe a little bit of this i don't know if you're like in the world of tourism or marketing this might be but it's an evolving topic right fellows right pals and it's social media and where it's where it's going where it's at and maybe a little bit about where it's been 
and probably the expert out of the three of us is a residential marketer. Just slightly what he says, because you got to deconstruct it because there might be some pitch or something at the end of it. You know what I mean? He's like, that's why Steve's social (laughs) fucking network services is a thing for you. You already heard him. He's trying to pitch me on his ERC fucking affiliate program. (laughs) I absolutely, if they had an affiliate program for it, I'd take it. But I mean, I think that there's a lot of this stuff where people get in their holes and they don't look at anything else. Like just to the point of like, you send it to your account and you just think your account has your best interest and you're not just a number. Well, Steve, I want to pull you back into the world. You're, me and you are both sometimes a little bearish on, on social media. We, we don't get all like butterflies in our stomachs when we talk about it, like especially Facebook. So, yeah. I mean, obviously social is a big conversation. I, you know, I am so, I'm going to be totally talking out of both sides of my mouth in this conversation because the struggle with owning an agency is people get so romantical about their social and seeing these posts. I know, romantical is not a word. Romantical. Yeah, whatever the fuck word that so. means. They get so wrapped around this idea of that's what they see. They go to their Facebook and they see this Facebook post and they're like, well, I don't know. We posted that we're giving 10% off. I don't know why we're not swamped. I mean, it got saw by 11 people. And it's tough because especially in tourism, a lot or the bulk of people's business is driven by Google. And as much as people hate it, you know, they want to crush social. We want to crush social. We want to figure out this magic secret wand to make Facebook and Instagram ads, make people want to do top of funnel, fun things to do when they visit your town. But they don't convert the same way, even close to the same way. They used to. Did they? They used to be pretty fucking good. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I mean, the targeting and the tracking were incredible on Facebook a pre-fucking-Apple privacy network bullshit. I mean, I could I could track somebody because... So for us, in my market, because it's a drive-in market, and a lot of tourists for a, a, a large percentage of our, our market share is drive-in. I mean, depending on what, what part of the country you're in. But we could dial in, what was it, hundred what was it, 150 miles or something like that of the area coming from the area. And then you could exclude people that lived in the area. So you could literally target tourists coming to your area. And I think for a top of funnel campaign, that's super valuable, you know, especially if people you know, are still trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do. And then they're getting served, you know, they're getting served ads and then they're getting served remarketing ads. And if you're, you know, sectioning those two things off into some solid, good creative and, you know, and and then they got rid of all that. And now it's like, you know, back into Facebook is terrible. Now, I mean, some of it they haven't got, they've gotten rid of, but so for people wondering top of funnel, we mean people discovering your business that have no real understanding of what they're looking for. Meaning you arrive in Orlando and the local alligator, go pet the alligator shows up or shoot a machine gun shows up and you come to Vegas. You weren't searching for it, but it's showing up as something you could go do. Some of that is still there. I just, I mean, I'm, I will probably always be bearish on this. I don't think people make their discovery of cool things to do or the things they want to do by just seeing a Facebook ad or seeing an Instagram ad. I think it takes a lot more to spur them over the edge. Can I play devil's advocate just a little bit? I'm sorry, guys. I hate to I hate to no, like no, jump ahead, all over this, but it's like something I always love my Facebook ads. Like when you brought me when you brought me on the amp show, I loved them, dude. Like I I love the fucking the marketing sure. shit, the get rich quick shit. Like I fucking really I really loved it, and I felt like my ads were tailored to me. And it wasn't just that; it was shirts. I was interesting. It was a bunch of like e-commerce oh. and Shopify shit. Like, don't you feel?
feel like that has has gone away a little bit? I think you can love anything, but I think actually it turning into conversions is a totally different story. I mean, you can love your Facebook ads. They're beautiful. Awesome. But if people don't click on them no. and book with you, what is that? I mean... You've completely missed my fucking point. Yeah, you shit. Kept, I'm sorry. <laughs> some easy there. I mean... Wow. Okay, hold on. I mean, Jesus I, Christ. I, sorry, I didn't read your I mean, fucking like, mind. God damn it. I meant my ads that I was being served. And your ads, too. Don't any, don't all of you guys let me notice? Re- let, me re- diff- let me rewind so I can understand what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Like, you don't notice, like, that the marketing that you're seeing in your Facebook feed hasn't drastically changed since the opt-in happened? You don't notice that sure. at all? Absolutely. But... That doesn't, I mean, you know, to that point, yeah, it's changed, but it still doesn't mean your Facebook ads converted or that the ads that you're seeing are converting. I think it's people are just going down the road further. I think now they're doing TikTok ads. I think now TikTok is going to be the new platform that that spurs e-commerce, but we're in tourism. I don't know that TikTok ads are going to spur renting a pontoon in, in San Diego or going on a ghost tour in, you know, in anywhere else in Denver. I mean, I, I'm so, happy to be wrong, but, you know, analytics doesn't lie. I think if you have a product that – if you have a new product that you're bringing to market, I think it becomes super fucking challenging if you don't have any search volume. Yeah. And if you don't have solid, detailed, targeted demographics and tracking or with those things, definitely going to – I mean, you're going to get with, – with a better detailed targeting, you're going to get more conversion. No? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. But so, so let's go to like a product that we're like a new product come to market. Okay, I like we've all looked at and gone to restaurants because you've seen them on Instagram or you see them on TikTok and they seem pretty awesome. But that hasn't translated over to tourism yet. I mean, I agree. I think like Jared's a, Jared's a perfect example of this because he offers the right product for this. Where some of these TikTok or Instagram reels should drive traffic for ghost tours, should drive traffic for some of his food tours that he's doing in certain markets, should be a home run. But the reality is, is that they aren't converting even still to the, even close to the fraction as as well as Google ads are converting. Yeah, but you guys are, you guys are talking about like ads. And I I mean, that's, that is one thing like for Facebook, I, I think you can only drive so much, like that's a top of funnel thing nowadays, right? But it's not that, you know, like we're, I, I assume Andy and Kevin, do you, you guys, does Steve run your guys' social pages, like the posts and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we all do this. So we're paying Steve like a, a fee, right? Yep. And he's got, you know, created content and they're being posted, but none of that shit goes viral. It's like, it's like, it's, it doesn't, it, it just stays like, oh, okay, they're posting again and you get the same seven people liking it. And then your other no, they can't. For, You're right. They yeah. can't because we're not giving them the content. Right, but you know, I mean, just to me that this this type of social marketing sucks. Like, dude, it's like it's, I find it fucking really annoying to pay to pay to have just like regular content posted twice a week. It's boring as fuck. But I'm telling you, I don't think the money in social there. And I mean, like I sent you guys a screenshot. I think the other day, like we paid an influencer on TikTok and Instagram. And I mean, my like, I'm talking like search volume and volume of website traffic, and you, you, realistically, even bookings. I, I mean, our analytics was like minimum up seventy percent a day in website traffic, and I mean, I'm talking like thousand percent like the day it got posted, and then it, and it stayed live for like it's now finally gone back to normal. Like this is like thirty days later, almost. Yep. There's got to be a change instead of like paying Steve to be doing you know three or four posts a week, or you know that are boring. Yep. It's like 
man, we got to do like, it's got to be like viral marketing. It's got to be like, dude, go find me these guys. Like we had this dude do a, you know, boat tour in, in, uh, you know, in freaking San Diego and it, it crushed. And now let's get him up to Temecula. Let's get him, you know, like, like let's the guys that work, you got to build a network of like, which influencers are working. They're also balanced with cost. I'm talking like, dude, less than a thousand bucks. This dude, like it's, I, I mean, he got like, 50,000 likes on the video, like in a matter of hours. I mean, wow. so I got to play, I got to play Steve's angle here then, but how many conversions did that lead to? Dude, I like, I mean, sales were probably up $75,000. No, 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 no. For a thousand dollar commitment. They bad. were up 75,000. You did $75,000 more because of it. Yeah. It's still up. Like, I mean, my fucking sales have been like, just like up 47%, like every day since that, that video ran. And it's also like, you know, we targeted a demographic that we don't usually get in front of. Sure. And we can, I can also tell as the names and email addresses start coming in. Like, so I, there's no way to like physically track them 100% unless you're going to have the influencer give like a code out. But like, we can kind of see like, hey, we never had this demographic booking. Now this is like making up 20, 30% of my, my tours, right? So, I mean, it, it's kind of like you can kind of see it. And I mean, people like we also had it tagged to a restaurant. And this restaurant is like people are ordering that item that he came in and ate. You know, it's like so it, it, wow. it, it does like I'm telling you, it it's crazy. Like, f- like, let me put this in perspective. We were on, you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like last year. Right. Like we had like the entire first like five minutes of this episode with everybody on our tour. And the website traffic and everything from that was almost it was almost in line with this one influencer. Like it was like it, like this influencer outperformed Real Housewives. Like as far as traffic, I, it's funny because I, it's like the there's like the right and left side of my brain that like there's the right side of my brain or the left side's a creative. So like I'm over there with you, right, Jared? Like so I, I'll say the same thing about Google Ads. A Google Ad on a new product that I ran when I first came to Destin, and I wasn't running any paid Google search traffic for Day of Play because there was nothing there and we needed video to convert. We ran remarketing and YouTube. Now I couldn't say for certain, you know, cause I know Steve would say like, well, fucking go down as like, Oh, well, you know, is it, you know, prove it, show me the conversion. No. Cause you weren't tracking it. Blah, blah, blah. And so like, you know, again, so it's just sort of like you did this thing and then this thing happened and then you're going like, and then there's a right side of my brain. That's that agrees with Steve that says like, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're seeing all this, like, is there just like, all right, so this person that ordered the same thing as the influence, like, and, and, and the Steve West, I'd be like, did they? Did it really? <laughs> like, you know, like, did it really? Was there five people that ordered or was it $10,000 worth of that plate? And I'm not saying one way or the other that I, that I, you know what I mean? That, again, so it's like, is it part of you saying like that you saw this and like you're 100% certain? Is Are you in like so, an echo chamber? No. Or did this actually happen? Well, I'll, I'll comment on it because Jared isn't incorrect. His traffic has gone up exponentially. He's having a very good month as far as conversions go. And the whole problem with it is, is like, can lightning strike twice? Okay. So it worked. Like you found a good influencer that drove traffic. We've done, a, I've done a couple of them here in Las Vegas. And I, and, and, and to touch back a little bit because Jared's point about like organic social I agree more than anybody. I agree more than any single customer I have about organic social being boring as fuck. Because truthfully, it is. I mean, it's the lowest amount that people pay for. And what a lot of times it is, is to make sure that you have content on your Facebook and Instagram. So it looks like you're open and at least somebody's managing your Instagram and social. Anything I'm posting to your Facebook, if anybody's sitting around thinking that, 
that organic post is going to fucking spur up all of your customers. Get your cash registers ringing. I mean, they probably didn't sit through a sales pitch because we would just never sell it. That's just, it's unrealistic. I think that the due diligence a customer does, whether it be on your social pages or your Google My Business, which is always overlooked, and we get I get a ton of traffic on every single post that we make on Google My Business daily. I make a daily post on Google My Business. We do a daily post in conjunction with Steve. My girl runs our uh, runs our social, and I think when you have a customer, they might not be engaging with it, they might not be liking it, they might not be doing fuck all with it. But are they putting eyes on it? And then, are you telling a story with your brand? Are you telling a story with your with your tours, with your activities? And at the end of the day. If I'm doing any kind of due diligence and I'm looking at content, regardless of whether or not I interact with it and it's fire content and it's fucking, and I don't mean like whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, bright, vibrant colors. I'm speaking to my demographic. I know who's running my shit. I know who I fucking want to talk to. And I'm doing this over and over and over again and consistently across every single platform. Does that line up with what my customers are saying? And where did they enter into the funnel at? Sure. Did they enter in from an ad? Did they enter in from their fucking friend who told them about it? However they got there, if they're doing any, if they're doing their vacation planning, which I can tell you in, in our market, it's real heavy, man. People from the South, they plan these fucking vacations. It's everybody. You know, they got one week that they're going to spend a year and they fucking probably obsess on it for fucking months on end, man. Sure. And if they're, if they're looking across your platforms, and there's a bunch of great content on the fucking regular, and there's a ton of it to fucking look at. Bet your ass they're going to sit there scrolling through it. They might not click on it, but they're sure. looking at it, man. And, and that I agree well, with 100%. So I think I don't click on any likes on my my friends, on the, the hot girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to think I'm sneaking, creeping on them, man. Where I think this gets way more challenging is it's really easy to have this conversation like, you know, we're, I don't want to say we're old, but we're, we're not the target market for some of this stuff. And when you see like Jared, Jared's talking about the guy that did the TikTok and the Instagram reels, that's where this is moving. And as an agency, it's terrifying because the hardest piece we have with any of our clients is collection of content. You know, you, you bring on a new guy doing ATV rentals in Tennessee or a guy, you know, not even to give you shit, Kevin, but you're doing pontoon rentals in Destin or something like that. How much content do a lot of these operators have? And a lot of them just don't have it. You know, it's just not top of mind to collect this content and to think to, hey, how am I going to go make a TikTok that somebody's going to want to look at to make them rent a pontoon boat, right? That's the challenge. And yeah, content is going to be so challenging in the next couple of years. Here's my question. So we all have limited bandwidth. There's only so much you can do. You know, from the marketing professional, how much of that bandwidth do you need to devote to your social? Like, they, let's let's parse it down a little bit. Like, we don't do much. I mean, I bought a drone. Like, I thought I was going to do all that much. I had a girl that was going to do some stuff for us. We don't do much. So how important is it and how much bandwidth as an owner, as a manager, do you need to spend to make this uh, a worthwhile endeavor. How much bandwidth? I mean, I think the reality is, is like all of us are going to be the worst at this where, you know, the person you need is like, I, I love when a lot of my operators have a, yeah, we have a girl in the office. Kevin, you have a girl in your front area that's been making TikToks, yeah. you know, making TikToks, managing a Snapchat, handling some of that stuff. Yeah. I think us as an agency, I think we can handle some of the heavy lifting on the back that requires 
a real skill set, I guess, if you want to call it Google AdWords management, management of a website. And I don't want to discredit, you know, the idea that we're posting to social, but it's monotonous and it's sometimes boring and it's not sexy, but it needs to get done. Where I think it makes sense where you have this, you know, 20 year old girl in your office who, you know, she helps customers, but in her spare time, she's making TikToks and Instagram reels and she gets it because she's in that demo. I think that's the perfect solution for all these operators. Yeah. So to, to that point, we had a, a we had a local uh, she's an influencer and I don't, and content creator. And she came out and there was some rain and then I, I don't know what happened. I mean, we just got swept up and she didn't get the content. She was supposed to come back out. She never reached back out to me, but she did go in and take our man. Bella does everything for us. She answers phones. Like I, I wouldn't even know it. like HR manager, tick, you know, social, she does everything. Regardless, you know, she pulled her aside for a few minutes and, and shot her some tips. So like, this is sort of, this is sort of the rub on the whole influencer too. So these people that you pay, it's not just like, and, and like, if, if you get anything out of this show, I, I hope you get this much because it's a conversation I have with people about marketing ad nauseum and it fucking drives me crazy. You treat, marketers or influencers or whatever it is that they're that you're paying someone to do for you you got it fucking twisted man because this is not done for you it has got to be done with you if you don't have a finger on the pulse of your marketing and your fucking brand get the fuck out of business i i hear it like well man that's what i pay them for fuck no it's actually not I'm sorry, but if you are not like got your hands in the dirt with them and learning about some of this shit and having somebody on your team, like there's only so much that somebody can do from X amount of miles away. And then if you hire somebody local, they could be a shit marketer. Now, granted, they can get you fucking whatever, but they're not, you know, they're white labeling all of your shit or farming it out to fucking India or whatever. And you're getting crappy content from the ad copy side, but it's cool because they're local. So you're getting good content from a a photo or video uh, from a video side. So if you don't have at least an understanding of how all this stuff works and somebody on your team, if that's not you digging down with your marketing professional working together, like you're you're getting it all fucked up, and I'd like to circle back and 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 also answer your question, Andy. That I think it's super important because what happens is is I think you rest on your laurels, and then you're that fucking joker. Like you're not that type of dude. You're you're pretty involved in your business and your marketing, but I'm sure we know the guys that have been fucking like, well, yeah, I'm just running rat cards and running radio ads, and that's fucking good enough for me. And my my client list is whatever X amount since I've been in business, so that's fine. The point is, is if you're not, if you don't de- devote some type of bandwidth to the changing, to the changing trends in social media, marketing and advertising, you're always going to be a step behind. And I think that's any fucking business, yeah. tourism, selling fucking toothpicks, you know? I agree. I mean, I think, you know, everybody like as the marketing, I tend to get like both ends of the stick. People, people tend to turn to the marketing to like solve all their problems or to be a miracle worker. And, and, and it's not. And any good agency is never going to, like, we don't solve miracles. We can't, we can't put out your fires. We can't save your business from the internal death that it might be facing. Especially when, like, we're trying to make it up from, you know, 1,500 miles away. That's challenging. So, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Steve. Like, on the influencer marketing side, yeah. like, it's per se, like, what if I, like, if I'm like, hey, man, I, I believe in this. This is, I want to be all in. And I, I mean, will your will an agency like yours even go out and find all these influencers, or is it just I got to go do this anyway? Like, 
Like it, it's, I got to go like, I got to go look through LA and be like, all right, this dude's a foodie. He, you know, he tends to have this much engagement, looks good. Or, or do you find just go with like an influencing marketing agency? Cause I know there's tons of those, but you know, I mean, some of those are like minimum spends, like 15, 25,000 a month. Like it's not, uh, but then there's others that are like white label it to like guys like you to where you essentially could be using them and just like shuffling the cost to us. Right? Yeah. There, well, there's, there's three different things. So there's software. I mean, there's software so that you can go run the scans and go find these influencers and then send them out an email. There's, like you said, the agencies that already have a lot of the relationships. And the agencies matter when you want to start dealing with heavy-hitting influencer client. Like, I'm not going to be able to just hit up, you know, and obviously she's ridiculously big, but none of us are going to be able to send a message to Kim K and say, hey, we would like you to support our, you know, be an influencer for our product because she would never see it. So you're going to have to go to an influencer, go to an influencer marketing agency that has some access to her. And basically you're just buying talent and, you know, you're paying their 10%, 20% commission fee to book a heavy hitting talent. But I mean, the reality to your question is, is like, you know, it becomes that slippery slope of like services. Like we've discussed it internally of doing influence or resource research and outreach and putting this stuff together, but we're in the business of time. So if you want me to reach out to, you know, 50 influencers, shoot them messages, carry on conversations and book them to do your stuff, that comes at a cost. So, I mean, if you're doing like retail or something like this shit becomes evergreen then, no? And it's like, it, it's forever. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing, but with the tour, you're like, we're working season to season, you know? So an influencer is going to come out and put something out and say something on their, their whatever. It's like, I mean, how much can you squeeze out of that? And for how long? Well, so we're only talking. Well, you could squeeze, uh, you could squeeze 75,000 out of a hundred thousand dollar invest. So that would work. I'd do that. At seventy five grand up. Yeah, I mean, you, dude, you attributed seventy five grand to that one thousand dollars. It is literally. It's. I'm telling you, it is crazy. Like we, I told Steve this the other day. I mean, we sold literally in like a week. Fucking what we would do in almost a, in like a month. Tip. It was just like boom. Where'd you find this person? Uh, it was somebody I follow on TikTok. Like, and I was like, he's big wow. in the LA. You know, he's big in the food scene. And I'm like, I shot him a message and he was like, you know, and, and I do, don't get me wrong. I do have an experience that people can see that particular one's in a driving market. They can be like, I saw this book it right. Like it's almost a, the equivalent in tourism of like you having a product you see on TikTok. It's like, ooh, scratch removal. I should go buy this thing. It looks great. You know, it took all right. the scratches. I'm like, but right. You can buy that. And, and you can instantly do that. This was, I, you know, we specifically picked that tour because we knew it was like, you could be like, I'm going to go do that this weekend. You know, kind of like right. it falls in the restaurant. And we went with a demographic that we, you know, we don't really hit with and we don't have ads running towards. And I, I think it's great. Like, I'm literally like, I'm I, I'm not 100% convinced, but I'm like, I'm convinced that, that I want to do it again sure. and see if it can be repeatable. But I also think guys like Steve, instead of me having to waste, you know, spend my time, Steve could get like, he's got, I don't know how many fucking boat people down in Florida, right? You can have an influencer that literally, and then they're in your pocket. And you're just like, you have, hey, I got five clients. Go to Destin this week. Go to, you know, just different I, things. I just, I don't have 75. I don't have 10K left on the fucking bone. You know what I mean? Like not, and I'm not, not in July, not in June, not in August. You know what I mean? Like, Kevin, don't you, don't you think this is like, you do that and it's popular, right? And then they are like, shit, it's so popular. I couldn't even book anything. Like you're, you're doing, it's the same reason you just run advertising all the time, right? It's like sometimes when people can't book things, 
they're like, oh man, it's like, I guess I'll do it on a Tuesday or a Monday night because I can't get a weekend for the next three well, years. I, I mean, I think we're a little commodity, a little more commoditized than that. It's not like, you know, you go to Lake fucking Havasu and then you get there and you're like shocked that you need like a watercraft to get on the lake. You know what I mean? You, you kind of go yeah. there with that, with that understanding that that's like, you know what I mean? You're like fucking Lake Havasu. Like who would have thought? You know what no, I mean? nobody like, did get a boat. If you were running like, like per se, like a dinner crew, you know, some sort of cruise that's like, oh, wine on the beach, like, and it's couples book it, and you just take after hours, you're, you're captaining out there or something like that, and you have like an experience like that. I think that's where the, because I, I don't necessarily, and maybe I'm wrong, but other than like being a brand new boat or not a brand new boat, like if I went to Destin, I'm going to look at like, okay, how shitty are their reviews? If they're like, they never show up, their boats break down, yeah, I'm probably not going to rent them. But it's like, if you run a Destin ad, like, come get a boat in Destin. They don't necessarily attribute that to your brand. I know you're trying to build a brand. Whereas, you know, like in my case, it's like, dude, they can't come there and book. Like, it's not like they can go hop on somebody else's cable car, right? So it's got to be me. I'm not, I'm not doing marketing for the town. I'm doing marketing for me. But I, I think that's the experiences that you can sell really well on social with influencers is like, because people want to live like these people. So it's like, if you could get Kim K, not saying I would, I actually, I'm in that, that realm that I, I think these micro influencers that, you know, the people that have like million ish, not, not 20 million followers, not like those top, you know, 50 fucking Instagram people. Right. But the, the people that like the 1 million TikTok followers, the 300 K uh, Instagram followers, something like right there. And if their engagement's up and it's not just like, Hey, they're posting it and nobody's ever like, if you go look an influencer, read the comments on like one of their videos that they posted and see if it's like people going like, I got to try this out or like, dude, you're such a scumbag. I can't believe you're dating my sister. You know, like it's, it's just people hating on him or not. And that's what I, I feel like works. And, but, and that's where I want to test this out. I want to become like the, I, I don't mind being a guinea pig for this whole thing. You know, I'm willing to throw some marketing dollars at this. Cause I do like after one, it's like, it gets addictive. You're like, holy shit. I want to get this to hit again. Like, how do I, you know, how do I get this viral again? And, and cause I, I don't necessarily know if it's hard or easy, but it's like, I mean, this like the dude we hired. Literally every video he posts gets fifty thousand likes, or you know, and like a thousand comments. Yeah, I'm and, gonna get the Island Boys. I'm gonna get the Island Boys to do my Island Jet Ski tour. I have done this for Vegas Jeep and on my Slingshot side. So I did it with five or six different like micro influencers, to like Jared's point, people with a hundred to two hundred fifty thousand followers that had some Vegas clout, you know, showing like what's cool about Vegas. I gave them, some of them, I just was able to give them a Jeep and they went out for the day and they had fun. Some of them I had at like most expensive one, I think cost me 500 bucks in all of it, because I even tried one of them with giving them a code to save 10% on a booking. Like, you know, somebody had a decent amount of followers and at the end of their TikTok, they're like, and use code, whatever to save 10% on your next booking. I think in all what I ended up putting out, I barely like broke even. I never had the giant rush that Jared had. But again, I am selling a Jeep rental, a slingshot rental, not a fun experience wine tour in the same capacity. Yeah, so do I you, think, Jared, on the next one, uh, Jared, if you're if this is something you're like a rabbit hole you plan on going down, like uh, probably a good idea would be to create an affiliate link then for that influencer to be able to further monetize and then for you to be able to track yeah, their, their sales. No, you can do that. But I, do you feel like that then is like people are going to look at that as an ad? I, I almost yeah. like, how, how, yeah, and how, how we did this, we didn't do affiliate link. You know, like we did it so that we could kind of track it in a way. 
but I think you can do it to where it's like they, they request something like, like it's, it's not 10% off because then it's like, Oh, this dude's just doing a paid promotion. Right. But it's, I agree. I wouldn't do the promo code. I think that totally changes the experience. That's not what you want. Right. But so this, this particular thing we had him, we made him an off the menu lunch. Like it was not available. Right. And so then what happened was we were able to be like in his video, he's like, man, you got to try this food. Like this is like, it's off menu. It's this order this. So when people are coming in and asking for a sandwich that we don't typically have, that's how we were able to like really track it from that video. Cause that's the only place we ever put that thing. So I'm sharing my just, you know, you won't see this on video, but here's the couple. I mean, this one had 182,000 views. We think that that's a pretty good amount, but I mean, it's, you know, and, and they do, they live ever, you know, they live evergreen. They stay out there. So if anybody searches anything, Vegas, anything, you know, they're out there for the long haul. I mean, are yours, Jared? So Instagram, I don't know which hits better, but I, I like, cause they're always like, you want a reel or a story? And I'm like, man, I want the shit that doesn't go down after 24 hours. Oh, not a story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't like attest to the dilution of a recommendation due to an affiliate link. I mean, I think there's plenty of affiliate marketers out there that serve up a ton of content. Yeah. Like, like for example, YouTube that have millions of views and they monetize their, their product reviews. And I, I mean, I, I don't think that that's as big of a deal, maybe to a little bit to, to you guys because you're fucking old heads. But I mean, that's like somebody being like, oh, man, you know, I'm not going to click on that fucking ad. I'm going to go to the organic on Google. I, swipe, I don't think really anybody gives a shit. I swipe right past all the ads on, on TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, 100%. So do I. But if you're talking about an affiliate link on Instagram, that's a much different thing. If you're like, hey, this is they don't work that way, Kevin. You can't you can't just put an affiliate link in there. Why not? Because go to your TikTok. You can't click on anybody's like comments and actually like put a link in. You can't do it. It doesn't work that way. Plus, I mean, the whole thing with with influencers is supposed to be genuine. Supposed to be what they really think about this shit. And when they're getting paid, clearly, even though we all know that they are, it sort of takes away something from that. So I think it's got to be the product. Have you guys ever followed Napa Valley Wine Train or ever heard of it? I've looked at it because we've talked. Yeah, I've been on it. You, so you've been on Andy. So if you go look, yeah. look at their social, I think they are like world class in our industry for social media to make you want to go do it. I know some of it's paid and I know they run like some ads, but in general, their stuff is so clean, looks so fun. Everybody I know has like, Oh, I want to go do this. And, and I, I don't know. I've actually never done it. I want to, but then I get there and I'm like, eh, this seems a little like cheesy. Like, I feel like I'm going to be on one of those like murder mystery trains. Super cheesy. Yeah. They sold my wife and her friend. Super cheesy. Yeah. But they sold her. Yep. At $600 a ticket or some shit. It's like, it's really expensive, yeah. but it's like their social media just makes me want to be there. Like it just, their pictures, they're like, they're the entire thing is built for social media. It, it's, it's unreal. But what? But who among us is has a company that's not built for social media? We're not selling, you know, depends. We're selling fun outside, fun experiences, which is perfect for that. I think if sort of where we started with the question is, you know, social media is it valuable? Is it important? I think the answer clearly is yes. And there's a lot of different ways to skin that cat, but it's got to be it's got to be done. Well, guys, I think that brings it to a close, man. As always, we're all fucking divided and. <laughs> No, no real fucking consensus has been made because, you know, we're all the smartest guy in the room, except for me, because I'm the idiot who has yet to get his employee 
Credit tax retention credit. <laughs> That's the hard takeaway for the show is you got to get your employee t- retention credit. Don't listen to me. <laughs> and as always, guys, thanks for tuning in to Tourism Titans.